Hi everyone, this is Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Uh, a few quick things before we dive into Season 2, Episode 22, Father Knows Best. First, I know I've talked about it, I felt guilty about it, but I've been recently re-inspired to get back to a more regular schedule, so stay tuned for that. Let's hope I can pull it off. But whatever recharge I needed, I'm kind of coming out of it, so I think, yeah, I want to get back to regular posting schedule, because I'd like it for you all to know when these are coming. Second, I'm still torn about the new show. As I record this, it's Friday, July 15th. The new show comes in two weeks, less than two weeks. There's gonna, they're gonna, there's three episodes dropping, I believe, on Thursday the 28th, okay? And I've talked about this with a few of my PLL experts, and I am concerned. Now, the new show is supposed to be in the same universe. Very little involvement from the original cast. Like, there was something about I forget who it was, but someone's like, yeah, I'm not. Oh, I think it was Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale's like, I'm not involved in the new show. My concern is the new show is a whole new group of people. It's a nearby town. So we're not, we're not even in Rosewood. But it does take place, I think, after the events of these seven seasons of the original show. So my current my concern is, is not that, you know, someone who's alive will be showing up, right? I don't think they're going to bring any of the old actors back. However, I'm worried about something like a newspaper headline blah, 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 revealed to be A, right? Whatever happens at the series finale, you know, that'll be a point of conversation. So it won't be in the foreground, but it'll be, you know, in the periphery. That's what I'm concerned about. And I still don't know what to do. So I'm, I'm, we have a little time here. We have a few weeks. It sounds like some people have offered to kind of screen it for me. On the other hand, wouldn't it be really cool if we were trying to figure out A on the new show in real time? You know, I post some uh, recaps of the first three episodes. They're going to drop two more in August. I don't know. I don't know. What do you all think? Let me know in the feedback form or comments or somewhere. Let me know what you think. Is it worth me taking a gamble that, that, to watch the new show, hoping they don't spoil this show? I don't know. I don't know the answer there. I don't know what's right. But I'll follow you all. For those of you who know the ending to the show, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what the right answer there is. Last thing, I, I've been meaning to think, I've been thinking about this for a while because, you know, my own motivations and energy levels have fluctuated, as I'm sure everyone else has been struggling to get back to whatever our new normal is here in 2022 as I record this. Would people be interested in a Patreon? Now, I, the only reason I would do a Patreon is just to have somewhere for people to support the show. It might, I don't know, if people would, be, if, if I did a Patreon, what would people want on there? Like, you know, behind the scenes, like, yeah, I don't know, even know what I would offer there for, for fans of the show. Uh, but let me know if that's something you all be interested in. I'm happy to set it up. I have all the pieces ready to go. I'm just like, I don't know what uh, you would want additionally out of my show here. So again, let me know. Feedback form, which I'll put in uh, the show notes. But I have talked so much. We haven't even gotten into the episode. Let's, let's dive into a Dan-centric episode here. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Where's my notes? Here we go. Season 2, episode 22. Knocking on the finale's door here. Father knows best. Father knows best. Previously on, we have the report... The Hannah fake report. I was a little confused here if this is a fake report or a real report that was destroyed. I guess it's the real report that was destroyed. But anyway, creepy detective is freaking out. Uh, We saw the red coat of doom from Allie's alias. Uh, We see Jonah 
Jonah reminding us that he is a, a friend of the liars, it looks like. And I remind me, folks, I have something to tell you about Jonah when we get to uh, when we get out of this previously on. We're reminded that Jason found the 15K in cash in a box that Allie had. Ezra's all sad. Jason is a half-brother to Spencer. Uh, we see Melissa back on that video, you know, fit longer piece of that video. And then Barry the Cop shows up at Maya's front door. An all-new Barry the Cop. So first, we start at Hanley's. So we kind of pick up, we kind of jump from, so last episode we saw Barry show up at, at the door, and Emily apparently would have gone with him. This is a bit of a time jump, so we're seeing Emily return to their shared bedroom, and Hannah and Emily have this little fun little light-on, light-off situation going on. Hannah wants to talk about it. She uh, she says, Emily, did you tell them everything? Uh, and Emily says she told them, basically Emily told the police enough that Maya and her had a fight. Maya said she's going to run away, and then Emily's like, that she did as she promised. She ran away. And Hannah pushes her a little bit to be like, I hope you told them everything so that they can actually help find Maya. You get the sense that, rightfully so, with Garrett undercover running around in that police department, I think all of their collective trust in law enforcement is a little bit less. But so, so I think Emily told enough, right? I don't think she told them everything, but she told them enough. Hannah's last words before they you know, go to sleep is like, don't worry, she will call. And uh, my question is, well, I had this question when I first watched this in this scene. I was like, did, did Maya actually run away? I know the show set us up to make us think that she actually ran to San Francisco. Even right here, I was like, hmm. Uh, cut to Spencer and Melissa. They're having a chat in a car. And Melissa's like, yeah, yeah, Garrett, uh, you know, Garrett just wanted to hang out or whatever. And Spencer pushes it. Spencer pushes the pushes the issue. And as I was watching the scene, as Melissa's trying to spin the story here, she's trying to do a few things here, in my opinion. She's trying to get Spencer on her side, right? She's trying to say, oh, yeah, Garrett was there. For, Garrett was there for me when I was in the hospital, all that good stuff, right? And then she keeps trying to implicate their father in a lot of this stuff. And I have a theory in the scene, like uh, Melissa's basically saying, it's dad that did all this, right? I think they're trying to pin something on Pops here. A funny quick moment in the scene, Spencer says, because uh, she confronts her about the texting, and she says, um, you, know, uh, you know, Melissa's like, I, I told Allie to stop flirting with Ian. That was why I was texting her. Spencer says, did you sign it anything? And Melissa's like, well, she knew, she knew what those tech, who those texts were from. So she didn't say she signed it A. Like we'd get that kind of resolution here in episode 22 of season two. Uh, we go to Montgomery's, and something very... I didn't grow up with this tradition. This whole episode deals with the father-daughter dance. Now, granted, I went to a co-ed grade school. I went to all-boys high school. But this whole concept of father-daughter dance is just something that's so foreign to me. I don't understand it. I'll just say that. I don't understand it. So if you grew up with this tradition, I would love to hear... I don't know. I would love to hear more about it. it from someone who does not have any experience with it, it it's just uh, interesting. So Ari and Ella are talking about the dance. Ari doesn't really want to go. Ella's maybe telling her, maybe you should go. And then the conversation leads into Ari is like, great. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't understand this. So the conversation leads back to Ezra. And, and it sounds like Aria thought the thing that happened last episode was, was a big turning point for mom. She goes, well, I thought you were listening. I thought you wanted to understand Ezra and I. And Ella's like, yeah, it's a process. I'm just starting. Your dad is not even down that road yet. So let's not let's not even tell him that I showed up there to listen to you tell me why you and Ezra should be together. And you can see Arya gets a little a little disappointed. I do not know why that she thought ugh, 
I guess she still thinks at, there's a there's a future where her and Ezra can be a couple in real life without any issues. <sighs> here's here's what's frustrating for a viewer of this particular storyline. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. Ella and Byron are like, you know what? We're going to let our daughter pursue who, whom she loves, right? You and Ezra can be a, a couple forever, right? It does not change the fact how they met. And that will always haunt her. If we're talking about A, having dirt on somebody, or anybody in, for that matter, Noel Khan, wannabe head A, he knows all this for the rest of their lives. He's going to hold that over them. Even if they tell everyone, hey, no, that's not true, or that's a lie, he knows. So I don't, and actually Mike brings this up a little bit later in this episode, I don't know what she hopes to happen here. I guess, I guess at that age, right, you're, you're hopeful, right? Like things are going to work out. I just don't see a reasonable outcome unless they leave Rosewood altogether. Like that's the scenario. Arya and Ezra hop on a train, right? They, they go to Georgia. She goes to Georgia with him, right? That is the only situation where I think this has any chance of being a thing. Come back to Hanley's. Uh, Walden calls uh, Ashley uh, and she's like, she's like, don't call me at home. He's like, what about the report? <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Ashley gets Wilden to do some goddamn work. You know, what's very interesting about this team up now, we have Ashley and a creepy detective. He's actually helping our investigation here in a reluctant, angry sort of way. So he's actually going to do some digging on his end. I'm assuming his path, this is my prediction, a prediction, his path is going to lead him to uh, Jenna and Garrett undercover. That scene that we saw very early on the season where the two of them were having that chat, I think we're somehow going to circle back to that moment in particular. And I think, possibly, maybe Wilden finds this infamous page five. Find out what the hell the big deal about that is. They hang up. Asher's like, don't call me here again. Uh, Hannah walks in and says, uh, Dad's not going to the father-daughter dance with her. She's really sad. And then Mom says, how about I take you? And after some chit-chat about it, I think she agrees to go here. But, spoiler alert, Mom doesn't end up going with Hannah. But she does offer to go. Uh, and Hannah's like, ugh. Cut to the school. Uh, Spencer gets a text from A. Do mom and dad know you're watching murder movies that would kill them to find out? Dash A. So the peeper, definitely a peeper saw Spencer watching the video. That's a very interesting A text though, right? Do mom and dad know you're watching murder movies that would kill them to find out? I don't even know. That's a very complicated A message. Anyway, we have yet another reversal here. This time... The three liars, so Emily, Aria, and Hannah, are all convinced Melissa is A, right? And Spencer this time is in denial. She's like, there's a perfect reasonable explanation for all of this. I don't think my sister's involved. And you can tell the other three are pretty frustrated. They want to turn over the video again. So we still have not turned over this video. Spencer says no. She asks for more time to, to, to work this out. <sighs> We've been down this road, haven't we? Anyway. Cut to the Hastings. Spencer comes in. She sees a little box on a table. She opens it up. And some sort of pendant from her dad. I guess it's a gift for this uh, father-daughter dance. Uh, Melissa comes in and she starts bad-mouthing dad again. Says, you know, he's 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 to blame. He did all this, et cetera, et cetera. Peter walks in. Record scratch. He's like, oh, I meant for you to open that later. I uh, hope you like it. Melissa does a scowl face. Uh, very awkward. Uh, and everyone walks away. Once again, much like Byron and his affair with uh, Meredith, do I remember her name correctly? Ashley and Wolden, this is later at night, have a secret meeting in the car. Apparently, they parked their car in the smack dab middle of the entire effing town of Rosewood. But they do have a conversation. He's like, I don't want anyone to hear this. 
it's a very <laughs> tense conversation. But basically, the end of this scene is that Wilden says, look, Hannah's not ta- telling us anything. Asher, you need to take your daughter's phone. Ashley is really reluctant. She doesn't, she doesn't actually say yes, I don't think. She doesn't just say yes, but she doesn't say no. Um, and this is the first time I think the detective is really nervous. Now, he's kind of a scumbag, right? We don't like him. But through a weird little blackmail here, he may actually help us get some answers. Uh, as if on cue, Mona pulls Hannah. I'm sorry, that's me leading the witness. Mona and Hannah are leaving someplace together. Boy, that's a coincidence, right? Huh? Mona knew exactly where they would be. Huh? Interesting. She talks about her community service uh, as uh, as the official stance of this podcast. I believe that is all bullshit. I don't think Mona is doing any community service, but she has a whole story about it. And as they're walking, Mona says, hey, what's Ashley and Detective Wilden doing over there? And Hannah's like, what the fuck? I don't know if you remember my previously theory from last episode. Somehow this is all part of Mona's plan. She left the report on the kitchen counter. She probably assumed Ashley would reach out to Detective Wilden. She probably knew they already hooked up because she had the photo, right? And so she wanted Hannah to see the two of them together. I'm not entirely sure the outcome of this, unless, as I have also theorized, we don't have a unified front on A. We have Mona's A group. We have the Jenna Garrett undercover A group, right? We have Ian and Melissa as kind of a pod. And her and now Noel are, I I would theorize, are in conflict, right? Because she's had to get close to Hannah because she's out of the tech a group. So why would she do all this? I think, I think Mona is trying to unmask Garrett, potentially as A, to also help give her more cover to continue doing whatever it is her ultimate goal is. So I think all of this, all, leaving the report out, ha- making sure they get hooked up, making sure Hannah sees them together, all this is to kind of like stir the pot enough to, so that they get to Garrett and Jenna. Cut back to uh, home, uh, Ashley and Hannah. Uh, Hannah, uh, Hannah asks her, why are you talking to Wilden? Um, and Ashley says, it's about the report. Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of this, and you're not telling me anything, so I've got to go to this creepy dude. And there's a big trust issue brewing between the two of them, isn't there? So Hannah kind of storms off. Hannah's phone's sitting there, and you see for a moment Ashley thinks about it. The music gets suspenseful. Then Hannah runs in and grabs her phone and runs away. So a lot of cards are on the table here, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it is what it is. Cut to Mike and Arya. Mike is trying to shave his uh, five whiskers. A super minor detail here, but I'm going to tell you why, because I watched this a second time this morning. A huge detail. Mike is going to be doing some DJing at the father-solder dance with Gavin. He's going to help DJ. Remember that. He is doing DJing tonight. And then he says, like, hey, Arya, why don't you just get let this go? It Wasn't this whole thing with Ezra a whole mess, right? Is it really worth all of this? Like, just let it go. And I'm like, Mike, you got this. Come on, Mike. You can do this. And then Arya goes uh, some story about it's true love and it's worth fighting for. And I and I guffawed and I sighed. And I was like, well, Mike tried, right? We all... So she's not giving up on Ezra and she's apparently not giving up on trying to convince her parents that she should see him. Wow. We cut to Emily. Dad Fields is, is home. Um, but no, Mom. Mom is, I guess, still back in Texas. Dad wanted to come in for the dance. And Emily just kind of confides in him. My, em, Emily's been missing. Uh, we find out, I will say, at the end of the episode, I don't know if he knew this coming in, but this has already hit the newspaper, right? She tells him Maya is gone, and she blames herself. She thinks she might have gone to San Francisco, but she doesn't quite know. Uh, they start talking about it, and um, he suggests, you know what, how about we check out the nearest bus station? You know, if she went to the bus station to get on a bus to go to San Francisco, maybe someone there saw something. And so he agrees to help Emily. And then he shares a very quick story about how he ran away as a kid for a day or two. 
and a little moment of connection between uh, he and Emily. Kind of nice. Kind of nice for them two to kind of team up and, and work together here. Back to the Hastings household, Spencer and the dad. Uh, this is a whole dad episode. I put in my notes. Uh, he's going to have some dinner. So basically, they want to... Um, He's going to get a reservation for he and Spencer. They're going to have dinner at Gianni's and then head to the dance. Uh, so he heads out for a few hours. Spencer runs to his office, starts going through a whole bunch of stuff. She finds a locked drawer and she opens it up. It's like this big old school like receipt book, right? Which is even in 2008, 2009, it was kind of, kind of old school. No matter. She's flipping, flipping, flipping. And then she finds a receipt for 15K in cash. For something. Door opens. Melissa catches her. Spencer has this terrible excuse about looking for a stamp. Uh, Melissa says, oh, I might have one. Spencer's like, no, no, I found it. She runs out of there. Note, folks, because the camera hangs on it. She leaves the receipt book outside of the drawer. We get a few shots of Melissa looking into the office. She definitely sees it. Cut to the bus depot. Dad and Emily kind of walk in. Grumpy ass dude. He's like, I got, I got 10 minutes for lunch. I can't talk now. And, uh, but, uh, he basically blows Emily off. Dad's like, let me try something. Uh, and he uh, he says, uh, he, he pulls, uh, you know, I'm in the army, etc. And the guy's like, yeah, when did you serve? Blah, 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 blah. Suddenly, suddenly, this old grumpy guy decides to talk. Kind of BS, but whatever. Grumpy guy behind the counter says he did see her. She bought tickets to San Francisco, but she didn't get on the bus, folks. A dark colored car showed up later and someone, a gentleman inside, she got in the car and they drove off. They don't say it here. I don't think the word is said out loud. Garrett undercover picked up Maya. What? Yeah, she's in trouble. Um, WTF. Uh, we come back to the Montgomery's, uh, Byron and Arya. Byron is, I don't get what his his approach here is. Arya is definitely uncomfortable. She doesn't really want to go to the dance with him. A lot of tension between her and her dad. He's trying to act like everything's fine. And he wants to, quote, you know, do things how they used to be. So... Very awkward scene, but they're going to go to the dance after all. Unbelievably, folks, uh, we cut to an Emily, brief Emily sh- a scene here. She had stepped away for just a moment. Her, we see the phone go off, Maya calling. Emily gets back there, sees the missed call, calls back, mailbox is full. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Cut to the uh, Hannah and Ashley. Ashley just confronts Hannah. She's like, look, we need. Uh, I need to give your phone to Detective Wilden. That's it. Uh, and we're going to find out what's going on here. And uh, she tries to pull the mom card, right? She's like, give me your phone. And Hannah's like, no. And she's like, give me your phone. I'm your mother. Hannah throws her phone into the sink. <laughs> so she destroys her phone. So if they were going to the uh, father-daughter dance as mother-daughter, well, that's off. And she doesn't have a phone anymore, which may prove to be a bigger issue than the show let on here. But her phone is destroyed. That whole path is gone. Cut to the dance. Uh, Dad and Emily, uh, Dad's in his military uniform, and he breaks some news to her. Kind of shocking. It was actually, it was, it was a surprise to me. He has to go to Afghanistan. He's being shipped out. He leaves tonight. Can you imagine that? He's going to this dance, and he's leaving at like one in the morning. And she, Emily instantly feels guilty. She's like, well, I wish I would have known, right? We spent the whole day running around town looking for Maya. And, and he's like, I just was glad to spend some time with you, whatever it was. A sweet moment and kind of bittersweet. Again, folks, Mike is DJing. And if you want to rewatch this episode, if you're listening to me, or you already did, keep close eye. Thank you, uh, music supervisor, on this episode. The songs are not coincidental, folks. The first song we see as we cut inside to see Byron and Aria dancing, again, awkward sauce, is Everybody Rules the World. Can I sing that? Will I get DMCA'd? 
everybody, right? And listen to the lyrics there. Nothing lasts forever. That's what that's part of the lyrics that we get of that song as they're dancing, which is beautiful because what is happening here is Byron is trying a lot of what's going on here between Byron and Aria, right? Byron, and I'm sure it's not unique to this relationship, Byron wants his little girl, right? This is what they used to do. He's trying to pretend like everything's okay. This is a tradition that they have. It's kind of his night with Aria. And this comes up later, spoiler alert. Arya says, I'm not your little girl anymore, Dad. Things have changed. I have changed. And the fact that they put that part of the song right when they're dancing here is just chef's kiss. Nothing lasts forever. That old relationship between daughter and father, it's gone. Yeah, he even says it during this during this dance. He even says that. He's thinking back to when she was a little girl. And she's like, that's not me anymore. Uh, we cut to see Hannah really pissed off uh it's really sad i shouldn't laugh uh, she's actually just standing there by herself really sad um we get a little team meeting with mona very interesting moment they start sharing some intel and they real and they kind of forget for a moment mona's there and almost share some stuff that they haven't really shared with her yet so they start to go down this path and like and mona like kind of cocks her head a little bit like what mona as our head a is as my theory is perfect she's doing it perfectly she is now literally in the inner circle Granted, they caught themselves. They didn't tell Mona everything, but she's standing there with them. They kind of lay out the, the problem here, right? This this police report is a problem, and they're trying to figure out how to solve it. Mona has an idea. Well, surprise, surprise. Mona, as her head A, says she has an idea. I laughed out loud when she says, well, I can't do it. I'm terrible at lying. I see through this, Mona. I see through this. I see what you're doing. Uh, she says, I have an idea, but it's going to involve someone doing a really big lie. Who's the best liar? Everyone says, Arya, which is false. Arya is a terrible liar. She's a frequent liar. Terrible liar. I would think if anyone could keep a secret, actually, it would probably be Spencer. I might be biased with Spencer. But I, I, Arya is not, is not the person for this job. Definitely not Hannah. And Emily, Emily, I don't think is very good. Arya volunteers. Cut back inside, back to the uh, dance. Spencer and her dad are having some photos. And then we have a mo uh, Spencer confronts him again. She says, I found the receipt for 15K. You did this, Dad. And the song playing, again, rewatch this episode. It's a song by, uh, ooh, hang on, hang on, I have it here. Promises and Empty Words, Scars on 45. And the entire lyrics, the opening lyrics. Is there a reason uh, between the loss and the lies? I'm always drowned out by silence. Drowned out by silence. Every word that you laid was selfish to last and it hurt me from the first call. But now I know that I'm saved. You can keep all your science. Keep the, again, music supervisor. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Spencer is basically telling her dad, I know you've, you've been lying to me and I know you're lying to me about this. He doesn't say anything. Uh, she runs away. And then we get to Aria and Byron. The song is still going. And he, she finally says the words that I hinted at before. She says, I'm not your little girl. And you can tell Byron is crushed. And the song continues on. Later in that lyrics of that song, there's a home filled with silence. Home filled with silence. Again, chef's kiss, musical supervisor. That part of the song in this Aria and Byron moment. So much silence in that home. Well, I guess depending on the night. Uh, right now, there's a whole lot of silence. And you can tell Byron is absolutely crushed. Uh, Spencer leaves. She's walking outside. I don't really understand this moment. But a motorcycle comes up. They're wearing a helmet. Spencer goes, Toby? Nothing is said from this person. They don't take off the helmet. They just stop. <laughs> they turn around and they ride away. 
Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. We're supposed to make of that. Uh, we see Emily and her dad. Uh, Hannah is very upset. Yeah, basically. So basically, sorry, I, I skipped a, a part here. Arya says, "Dad, let's go home. I'm tired. I, I'm. I don't want to dance anymore. Let's go home." So he, they're going to leave early. Cut to Ashley's house. Arya is there. Arya says with a straight face to Ashley, "I'm the one that sent the report, and I faked it. It's completely fake." And Arya says she is a. She thought it was a joke. I like. I don't even know. What, I don't even remember exactly what her excuse is. But she basically takes the blame for it, and she says, "LOL, sorry. It, it got out of control." And Ashley goes, okay. She nods. Uh, cut back to the house. Dad and Spencer are going through stuff. And he's going through his he's going through his desk. And he discovers that his gun is missing. He freaks out. He's like, holy cow. We find out the receipt is gone. The 15K receipt is missing. As well as his gun. As they're going through stuff, uh, Spencer finds a folder filled of pictures of Allie. And then for 10 minutes or so, I got really creeped out. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? I put in my notes, Melissa did this, right? Melissa took, well, Melissa took the receipt. As you and I know, viewers, that gun's been gone a long time. It could be Melissa who took that a long time ago as well. I'm not sure. Probably, actually, now that I think about it, it probably was Melissa. But uh, anyway, so that we cut away from there. <sighs> Byron is at home. He's looking all sand. And Mike pulls uh, a reversal here, a little double blind here. He says, have you been too hard on Arya? You know, uh, did you ever ask Arya why she didn't tell you about her and Mr. Fitz? Which is kind of a dumb question if you think about it. But I get what we're trying to do here. And Byron's like, no. And he goes, well, you never asked her, did you? And Byron thinks about that. Spencer, come back to Spencer. Uh Dad's called the police. He wants the police here because uh, his gun's missing. I mean, he's a responsible gun owner, I'm assuming, because it's probably registered in his name, so he has to be sure he puts a report in there that it's been stolen, which is very smart, um, which changes my idea about them setting him up. But but the police are going to arrive. Spencer shows Dad the... F She's like, what are, you, what are you doing with this? And then a huge scene here. He says to Spencer, I had... I was looking into Allison's disappearance. That 15K receipt you found was for a private investigator to look into her disappearance. And so I needed some photos to show this person who they are. And Spencer's like, oh, so you thought Jason did this, right? Uh, and he says, no, I didn't think Jason did anything to Allison. I was worried about Melissa, your sister. She was harassing Allison about Ian. He's worried. He still is worried she has something to do with it. Wow. Cut to shortly, I guess this is shortly minutes after, uh, Melissa scares the hell out of Spencer. The police have arrived. Dad says, yeah, Dad says, uh, Spencer, go upstairs. Uh, Spencer's upstairs. Melissa scares Spencer. And then she flips on it. You know, Spencer says, hey, Dad's gun's missing. Uh, Melissa's like, you know, it's too hot for me here. I'm going to get the hell out of here. If any, if, and she says these words, if things get even weirder here, you know you can stay with me in, in Philly. And I don't know. I'm like, who to trust here? But uh, I, need, well, I definitely don't trust Melissa. So I don't know how, I don't know about Dad, but I do not think, Melissa has anyone's best interest in heart except Ian, who we all know, of course, is alive and well. So she 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 runs out of there. Cut to Ashley and uh, Ella. I guess is the next morning, and I was really relieved that Ashley did not believe a word of Arya's story. Ashley says something to the effect of, "They keep making things up. They're still on the case." And Ella's like, "You know what? Maybe we shouldn't, you know, poke this bear too much." And Ashley she, Ashley is sick of it. I put in all caps, sick of it. She's like, we have to do something to help our daughters. This is going on way too long. And we keep talking about stuff, but we're not doing anything. And again, a, a brilliant piece 
uh, well, I'll, I want something brilliant and then something I don't think we necessarily needed. They're having a conversation and you see a little shadow of someone like leave, someone from outside who was peeping in. I think we could have just used that shot because then we get a second shot, shaky cam outside just to really be sure we understand someone. There's a, the peeper was outside. The peeper knows that they're having a chat. Uh, Hannah's at Aria's and Jonah calls Aria, right? We get a call from Jonah. And here's the perfect time to bring up my Jonah bit. I was watching this show and I was like, gosh, Jonah looks so familiar to me. So I looked up the actor who plays Jonah. I was like, boy, that name sounds so familiar. And it was bugging me for how many weeks I've been watching this show. And finally, this past week, it hit me. Folks, I was in a play with the actor who plays Jonah. Now, granted, this was six, seven, eight years ago. I do not even <laughs> know if he remembers me. I have called his character a dweeb multiple times on this podcast. However, again, use that feedback form. Does the podcast want me to try and see if I can get the get Jonah on the on the show? I don't know. I have to think of questions for him, but let me know if we should uh, be Spencer here and, and reach out to him. Um, that might be pretty fun. Let me know. We cut to so basically Jonah says, "Hey, I found another ping on uh, her records. I guess there was multiple texts that came in to um, uh, Vivian Darkbloom's uh, phone, right? So they all show up. Um, they go to this creepy doll." I, Dollhouse, Vale's Dow Hospital, Brookhaven. I was a little unclear if Brookhaven was a small town or just like a neighborhood name. Anyway, there is, there's an area called Brookhaven. Creepy dolls are everywhere. Uh, Arya's like, hey, I need something from the car. And she's a little cold, right? So so they're looking at the creepy dolls. They, they put together these dolls are likely the dolls that were sent to them at the beginning of the season. Uh, she goes to the car. She gets the red coat, Vivian's uh, red coat. She puts it on. And someone goes, Vivian? Now I'm gonna be I'm gonna cheat here a little bit. I have closed captioning on, and so I know the person that says Vivian is someone named Duncan, but another but uh, the show doesn't say that at this moment. But she turns around, she sees a, a a boy, brown hair, blue eyes, looking at her. He realizes it's not Vivian. Clearly, though, we're to interpret that the red coat is what made him know that that was potentially uh, Vivian. And then our post credit scene, Rosewood Observer. Uh, it's now official news. I kind of already hinted at this that officially Maya Saint Germain is listed as missing. I guess it's our peeper or, or a vigilante, someone creepy reading a newspaper, or it could just be a, a citizen of Rosewood wearing gloves. Uh, what do we think, folks? I have already talked way too long. I think I've said this before, so I'll keep it brief. I'm pretty sure where we're headed is I think we need to get Garrett off the table. I think Mona's identified him as a problem, so I think she's using the liars to maybe get rid of him. I think. Jenna's become a problem for their efforts as well. I be- and oh, that makes sense. I just had this thought, everybody. If Mo- if Mona was into Noel for reals, which I don't even know if that was a real relationship, but let's just say that they are. And now that Noel's with Jenna, right? Mona be like, let's get rid of Jenna and Noel. Let's get rid of Jenna and Garrett all together. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my A network abilities to basically destroy all my fellow A's. So she's not going to go after Noel directly, but she's going to basically get this page five revealed, get Garrett revealed. Garrett's going to go probably away. Jenna probably is going to stay on the show, not to be meta about it, but I think her character is going to stick around. So she's probably going to find a way to dodge it. But my prediction is all that we're seeing here is leading to a confrontation with Garrett. Clearly there's a gun in play here. I don't know if someone's going to get shot. Actually, I am sure someone's going to get shot. And since I think Melissa has said gun, 
And I think, uh, if the show does this, I'm going to scream. We're going to have a confrontation with Garrett. Liars are there. He's about to reveal some sort of big secret, right? Melissa comes out from the bushes, bang, 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 <laughs> shoots Garrett. He is dead. He is dead, dead, right? He is dead, dead, cannot reveal said secret. We feel like we've taken care of A. And Melissa gets back in the good graces with the liars. And we're back to square one for for, for season three. I think that's about it. Uh, again, I've been Chris. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Magoogs, M-A-G-O-O-G-S. Occasionally twitching at Mac to the gal, M-A-C-T-O-T-H-E-G-O-W. I realize I never spell that out, but it's Mac to the gal. Uh, it's a take on my last name, McGowan. So it's M-A-C-T-O-T-H-E-G-O-W, Mac to the gal. Once a week, maybe I'll do more t- t- streaming soon. Uh, big plane coming through, as I say, I've said way too much. Mm-hmm.